Welcome to a brand new episode of Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. This is episode 100 and dose. Huh? Right? Yes, you're right. Yeah, there we go. It's right. Like, lots of lots Resting. of news. Resting. Lots of news. Um just you know, a little little house shop talk real quick, guys. Um we Chris and I uh live on opposite coast, as we often say defect coast to coast. But this week we'll be seeing each other in person. So stay tuned. Uh you know, we'll have a a very special episode for that um, when we actually get to see each other, which doesn't happen that often as it used to. <laughs> right. So episode 103 will be a in live episode for us. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll throw out a little update on the uh, social media to let you know that we're recording and um, all that fun stuff. Maybe we can even get some questions. in. Yeah. Do something like that. Set a little reminder. Ask people, uh, ask people for questions. So if you guys, if you're listening, you have any questions for us, we'll read them on air uh, for the episode. Absolutely, um, that'd be cool. You know, let me uh, let me just write that reminder. Sorry, guys, uh, I will write that into the show notes as well. <laughs> but um, anywho, uh, today we've got a lot. A lot of news to get to, so let's start it off as we often do with our Valiant news. Um, nothing too crazy, but they are partnering with Silver Snail out of Toronto uh, to make their way to the Fan Expo Canada. Um, that is a Comic-Con that I attended last year, um, and you can see coverage on don'tforgettotel.com for that. Um, it's only three hours away from where I live. It's a great show. Um, well organized it's not big which is probably why it's well organized um and they do get a lot of good guests this year their big push is for a back to the future reunion um so michael j fox is there i i'm sorry there's a lot more i just got distracted by the the michael j fox thing but it's not an expensive show either it's it's relatively cheap um to attend and if you are on this side of the world. Oh yeah. Even, wow. They got good. So they have WWE superstars, triple H, the Miz, Charlotte flair, um, tons of different people coming this year. And, uh, Michael J. Fox, Jason Momoa, Evangeline, Lily, Lucy lawless. Yeah. That was one of the other big ones that I really wanted to see. Um, Jeez, man, just, you know, a lot of Degrassi. They're doing a Degrassi reunion as well. MacGyver's there. What? William Shatner's there. They've got a little bit of a mini Power Rangers. Power Rangers just celebrated its 25th anniversary uh, yesterday from when we were recording. Um, Gotham people, like the Penguins there. Walking Dead people are there. Jeez, Doug Jones is going to be there? Man, when's this weekend? This weekend? It's it's. Yeah, actually, it is. It's August 30th through September 2nd. It is this upcoming weekend. So, unfortunately, fortunately, I am going to California uh, for a vacation, but um, I'll be missing out on this insane show because it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds like it. Nice. Yep. Um, so, anywho, Valiant will be there as well, uh, which is great. 
they don't usually get up to the Canadian side of things. And Silver Snail is one of the biggest, at least the well, most well-known um, comic book shop in Toronto. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty great shop. Lots of good collectibles. Very well-organized. Very, very well-organized. So that's cool. Yeah, that's it. All right, let's move on to Marvel News. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is on hold currently uh, in order to replace James Gunn as director. So not really any news because they don't have a director, but it is on hold, which means it will probably not make that release date, um, which I think is supposed to be not 2019, but I guess 2020, right? I don't know. It sounds about right. I mean, at this point, who knows when it's going to come out because right. they're going to have to get a director and they're still going to use James Gunn's script. They are going to use a script? They, they are. Don't, they don't want to call Dave Bautista's uh, bluff there? No, they don't want to do that. They Plus, he probably wrote a good script. That guy. In, yeah. uh, of course he did. Body of course he did. I mean, it's like, oh, hey, we can't have you direct the movie, but we'll use your script. At least you'll get paid for this. Right. Right. Yeah, and I'm sure he was... Ca- Contracted. I'm sure he got paid. Oh, he was. He was. I mean, the the speculation was that he's he's going to get paid pretty well for this whole thing because it is what it is. Contract too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then on the other side, uh, the Russo brothers, um, after Infinity War two or whatever ends up getting called, uh, will be directing a more smaller project called Cherry. Um, It's about a soldier with PTSD. Uh, that uses bank robbing to cope with that. It's based off of a true story. Um, I know that you had brought up the idea of maybe them directing Guardians 3, which I said, hell no. And now it seems like I was right. Because <laughs> they're going to go do a non-comic project. I mean, they probably had stuff lined up anyhow. Oh, for like, sure. They're yeah. probably the most in-demand directors right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, um, no, I'd rather know, so, watch. I'd rather watch Disney kind of squirm and and kind of just like have to really deal with this on the road, you know, uh, instead of having an easy solution because their solution was bullshit. Um, so, I want Guardians of the Galaxy three to work out, but if it doesn't, then shame on them. Well, it's it gonna work, work out. out. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, that movie is gonna happen. It's they just... have to have it happen. Yeah, how is it going to happen? It's going to be it's interesting. Um, so, anywho, let's move on to some DC news. Um, Melissa Rosenberg. Um, who is she, where is she from? Do you know? She was... Um... She was writing... Uh, Jessica She's from Jones. Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, so... Yeah, she's, uh, you know, one of the main, sorry, uh, creators around Jessica Jones. She has, sorry, she is the creator of Jessica Jones. That's what it is. The TV show. The TV show. The TV show, then Brian McBendis. Yes, of course. So she's jumping uh, Marvel ship and moving over to CW um, to work on their shows, uh, which is interesting. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I, is, it, is it general CW or is it just... WBTV is a CW, the streaming service, like all that stuff. Is that to be that'd be a little bit interesting to see what encompasses WBTV? Um, you're right. Sorry, 
so we got a we have a a bit of a quote from her. Um, as I look ahead after this season, just the next season of Jessica Jones, I'm thrilled that I'll be able to explore new projects with the talented team at Warner Brothers Television and push myself in new challenging creative directions. She's ready to move on. Uh, she was a writer on Dexter uh, during the best seasons of Dexter, um, 2006 to 2009. Um, we don't know what she's going to do. Um, you know what I mean? She did write three episodes of the WB's short-lived Birds of Prey series back in 2002. Awesome. So... You know, it's, she's familiar with with DC brand. Um, maybe, maybe she's the showrunner or a showrunner for this Batwoman show. That and they that, just haven't been able to say it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, that or if they start adapting some Jinx World titles. Something uh, is it Jinx World? Is it DC Jinx World? Is, Jinx World is Bendis. Period. So. Right. Things World followed Bendis to DC, and that's what I showed you with um, Pearl and right. like five or six different other titles that they're putting out under the Jinx World yeah. umbrella f- under indie for DC now. So okay. it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, something more independent like those stories, who knows? But yeah, that would be kind of cool if she is in charge of Batwoman because this is kind of the timing right now, you know, where it's going to be happening. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good thought right there. Right. Uh, we'll see how that develops, but um, that's exciting that we have somebody who clearly knows how to handle strong female characters, and um, I think it could be some good stuff coming from her. Okay. Uh, sticking with the CW versus DC, Superman and Lois Lane are confirmed to join the. Uh, CW crossover, the three-part crossover happening in December. We know that we will also get Batwoman during that time. So um, we know that Supergirl exists on Earth 34 or something. One of the other Earths, you know, there's 52 of them. So one of the other Earths, um, which clearly has a Batman who's been referenced many times in the show, a Superman, a Lois Lane. I would think that Batwoman would be also from that earth, uh, which is really leaning in more towards the, uh, the Gotham-ness of it all. Though they never once can just say Batman <laughs> or Bruce Wayne. They, they have. Have they said uh, Bruce Wayne? Oliver Queen has said it. Okay. That was the well, farthest they've gotten. Well, then- okay, so if Oliver Queen has said it, then he knows at least of Bruce Wayne. He knows of another billionaire. He may not know of Batman because they have not said that. Right. But it exists. Supergirl does. But it exists within their worlds and they're getting closer and closer to doing what they should have done from the beginning and just justice lead to the shit up. But it's awesome. It's great. I mean, come on. They talk about Lois Lane. Cat Grant's talk about Lois Lane. Superman's already been on the show. Uh, it's, 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 an easy one plus one equals two to put Superman in this crossover. You know, now that you're not using legends, you've cut back on your set, your cast a little bit to do this little more satellite tale of, of Gotham city. Um, so 
it'll be uh, I'm pretty interested in this and where this is going. What do you and I'm sure we've talked about it before, but isn't this just stupid? Like that they just like they own all of the characters. You know what I mean? It's not like Marvel where like Namor's off in his own world, Hulk's off in a world, Spider Man and the six hundred Spider Man people are often owned by you know Sony. Like WB owns every single one of its characters. Why can't they just say Batman? I, I don't know. We've we've beaten this we've beaten this so many times down to the ground. Um, I just I just feel like the movie side of things is really had been really greedy for a long time. Like they just wanted like okay, we have to feature our biggest names this way. We can't confuse the people. I'm not going to say the fans. I'm going to say the general audience, the people on, oh, who's this Batman? Oh, this is not the same Batman that's going to in the movie. Da, da, da. They don't think that people can handle it. Now they're acting like people can handle that because they've released that, you know, that whole new umbrella of worlds of DC or whatever they're doing. So as, and they've introduced this, this, this multiple earth thing in, in the CW shows kind of just like a one-on-one to the DC universe. And they've made Rebirth very accessible. So I think that DC is just kind of taking more of a step and trying to shape WB to do to do what they want to do. Because I think that it's not DC's problem. I think it was more WB's problem. Well, that's what I... I mean, really, the bigger thing yeah. is, yes, Warner Brothers. But hopefully this, you know, they just kind of lean into it and... We maybe even just hear the word Batman during this Gotham City crossover. <laughs> it's impossible that we. I if if we don't, it would just be stupid. It would be ridiculously stupid. It'd be crazy. Uh, if I, I'm gonna say we probably see Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask you that too. Do you think we'll actually see Batman? Um, you mean like how they birds of prey Batman in the show <laughs> in that show? I, I remember that. that show. So that show, it was like Batman showed up in that show maybe once or twice, I think. He was always in the intro. And it was like that, it was like the 89 Batman costume and stuff like that, I think, or something, some kind of adaptation of that. So it was kind of cool. I mean, they did it then. Did, did they do it in Smallville? I don't, not at the end. Because they did like Aquaman and other yeah, people. They didn't do any Batman. Because that's when I started watching it when they started doing like the. The baby league. Hmm. Okay. Well, moving on. Uh, Things we don't care about, but we're going to talk about real quick. Pennyworth is a show that is some reason getting made. Um, It's a prequel. It's going to be set with both him and Thomas Wayne are in their twenties. They meet in London and um, that's it. Like those are the new details that have emerged about this show. It's a limited run. I think it's 10 episodes and like, that's it. Like then it's one and done, but any interest in this? Do you want to know Alfred's story before Bruce Wayne? Is this the Gotham Alfred? It is, but I I mean, he's in his twenties, so it's a different actor. Right. But it's that character. Yeah. It's, I think it's developed by um, Bruno Heller. And the guy, Sam Pertwee, that's the guy, that's the actor's name, right? Or whatever. Yeah. I like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, whatever his name, but he's, he's a good one. I like that. I like that Alfred. I like the backstory of Alfred. Do I want to see the backstory? I don't give a shit. Okay. Good. Next. Um, Today, we are recording this 
Or wait, was it yesterday? Or is it no, today? today? Today. Today. We're recording this on the 29th. DC Daily News um, is happening as part of the DC Universe, um, where Kevin Smith will host a live stream filled with DC cast, creators, blah, 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 blah. Kind of like the Star Wars show, but for DC. Um, actually, kind of like the DC All Access show, right? So what what this is, is this is going to be introducing... It's a talk show. This is going to be introducing DC, yeah, the, the show that's going to be on DC Universe. This is just kind of a little special on YouTube to kind of... Because that, I mean, there's no exact date for DC Universe yet. Um, I actually just pre-ordered it the other day, so I, you know, at that great price, it's still available, and they're still saying there's no date to it. So, I, I, I don't know if we'll get that announcement t- today with this live stream on YouTube, uh, but I'm sure we'll get, we'll get some kind of information of how long we have to wait until we can finally watch uh, the first episode of Titans and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. See if I instantly cancel my service. There's, um, no, there's no canceling. It <laughs> just make sure you don't renew it for the next year. <laughs> right. I'm out my seventy five bucks regardless. Not, um, really. Not really. I mean, you get you got Batman the Animated Series to watch for the next year, <laughs> which really is on Amazon Prime right now. But it's not, a, not an HD, buddy. Just your face. <laughs> here's the thing about this show. I love Kevin Smith. I'm a DC fan. The problem is with this is two things one i hope that they drop exclusive news news that the the which is hard which is almost impossible nowadays because twitter gets things before everything but hopefully they make announcements on this show as their new news source and b everything is going to be very slanted towards dc being the greatest company of all time (laughs) so there's no you know it's gonna be very biased whatever the news is They'll be fluffing themselves up, which is fine, but more so, I just hope that it's it's useful for us to actually tune into the show and not just listen to the, all the podcasts that I listen to normally, um, like Collider Heroes or Towel Light Talk or whatever. Right. I mean, it, it is DC specific, and if they keep it to the length of what most Star Wars show episodes are like they're shorter Which is 11 minutes right if you can keep it to that if you instead of like counting your feathers or whatever 30 minutes because nobody gives a shit you don't have that much news on a weekly basis in the first place right um exactly. fine you know i don't even watch a star wars news story or show that often i mean i like it same time it's a good, it's, show. It's a good show but it's <laughs> like i already know i know all this shit and i don't need their opinion because it's just like some bubbly girl like running around talking about star wars that you know Whatever. It's, I think the Star Wars show right. is great because it's they. Good. I'm saying it's good, but it's just. Okay. Do we need that? Do we need more of this? With it, like you're saying, do we need more of this in such a news culture heavy? Like we all put the news out ourselves. I don't know. It's cutesy for the streaming service. Fine. If you need more content because you don't have enough to begin with. We'll see what happens. Right. See what happens. Um, okay, moving on. Even though Hans Zimmer had previously said that he was done scoring superhero movies, every time he tries to get out, they pull him back in, <laughs> and he'll be scoring Wonder Woman 84. Awesome. Um, awesome. This, I'll tell you what, this is the only thing that intrigues me about this story, because I love Hans Zimmer. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's a great composer, blah, 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 blah. He's great. 
I want to know what a 1984 Hans Zimmer is going to sound like because the dude knows how to do synth music. I, I want to say he was in like a synth band in that time in the 80s. Um, I remember watching this documentary about composers and you heard some of that. So that, and maybe that's why he's doing it. Maybe that's why he decided to come back. But, um, you know, his retirement lasted all of like two seconds. Hey, if you haven't watched the Hans Zimmer special on Netflix yet, go do yourself a favor. It's, what is that? What, my is list? That, what is this? Is, what it is, this? is it? I thought I told you about it. Um, oh, I know about the... Actually, we should mention this real quick. Sorry. That uh, documentary, which we mentioned last week, the He-Man one is out now. Yes. I have... And my Blu-ray is sitting here patiently for you to get here. Okay. Um, so it's a Netflix special called um, Hans Zimmer Live in Prague. And it's, okay. I just started to watch it one night, and it's and I couldn't stop watching it. It's one of the most amazing, amazing things ever, and it makes you realize how much you truly love Hans Zimmer. Um, and when he got announced for this project, I was more than happy because um, a and b, it's the best part of the Batman Superman movie, hands down. Hans well, yeah, that's, right. That's about it. It's uh, oh. That's why he was part of the Buggles. Oh. The video killed the radio star. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew he was part of a band. I just wow. I could, not, I could not remember what it was. That's some yeah. big. That's some big. Uh, that's some big learning this morning, right there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's your knowledge for. Don't worry about any of the rest of the news that you heard or will hear. Hans Zimmer is part of the Buggles. Look that it up. Blew my in, mind in the. In the music video. Jesus. <laughs> um, so, anywho, yeah, we're excited for that. And I do want to hear a, a, an 80s-inspired Hans Zimmer going back to his roots and giving us the uh, the score we didn't know we wanted, but we always needed. Um, next up is we have Alex Baldwin is rumored to be Thomas Wayne in the upcomer, upcoming Joker film. Uh, directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix in the role of the Joker. And he'd be playing basically his Trump impersonation from uh, SNL. He's being said to be a tanned businessman, um, is Thomas Wayne. What do you think about the casting? What do you think about this description of the character? A, I wouldn't even compare Trump to the Joker. The, I have... Far more respect for a serial killing clown who runs around like a madman than I do for that piece of shit. So um, Thomas Wayne is a humanitarian, a uh, a true man, true man of Gotham. So I don't care. Whatever this movie, I, I don't even know what to think about this movie in the first place. So um, bringing on this talent, they've been talking about uh, Robert De Niro. They've been talking about Alec Baldwin. You know, so. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, is playing the Joker. So I mean, DC's trying to go, you know, a little little higher level on on their trying to recreate the comic book movie. Almost, I think, in this in this aspect, by trying to aim a movie more towards the the adult base. I think. So I mean, fine. You want to you want to prove yourselves, DC? This is this is one way to do it. Bring on talent. So. 
I mean, it's it's a, it's the casting of Alex Bald- Alec Baldwin's great. Whatever, I love him. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, I think to his roles in like recently with Mission Impossible, and also like The Departed. So, because this is also supposedly produced by Scorsese on this project. So, exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? I think like it's this, this movie just sounds so ridiculous. And one of those, like, why is this happening when we already have a Joker? Jared Leto, like, there's so many, like, why is this even a thing? That's, that's hard for me. Every announcement that they've made, good or bad, it's just like, why is this? Why is this happening? But again, like you said, maybe they'll prove us wrong and maybe this is a way to do it with a rated R. Smaller budget. I mean, this is an 80s crime thing. And like, does this tie into Wonder Woman? Is this completely separate? Like, does she does she know who this Joker is? Like in her 80s world? So I don't know. I just I don't I don't know. So I mean this this movie was supposed to be one of the first ones that existed outside the DC extended universe where the world's of dc now it's all worlds of dc so i'm well sure. they never said extended universe that was media right, they never right, once right, came right. out and said that right but they have also came out and said that it does not exist within their movie verse that exists right now that one of them okay. trying to build so they're trying to make this that new label whatever they're doing i mean it's i is it the same thing when they say they're gonna make a jared leto joker movie i don't give a shit about that I just give a shit about that more than I give a shit about this, for sure. I, I don't. I don't care. I would give more shit about this because, like, the Jared Leto Joker, like, he needs to be appearing in a Batman movie before he appears in his own fucking old movie. It's like, get your shit together, DC. As usual. As usual. Speaking of get their shit together, we got an update um, about the Black Adam movie. I got a few quotes here. <laughs> um, So... Producer uh, Hiram Garcia um, is saying that Black Adam is definitely happening. We're actually very deep into a script on it right now, which is coming along really well. I'm really excited with the story. It's well-crafted, blah, 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 blah. Um, Black Adam just kind of made sense. It was this kind of really cool anti-hero mm, kicks ass who believes in basically exacting justice in his own way with a fascinating backstory. Uh, he was a former slave. He frees his people. So why did they decide to do it in separate films? Um, we're developing an actual Black Adam and Shazam movie. We're just realizing that both characters are so special that we didn't want to compromise either of them by cramming them both into the same movie. Uh, let's see what else. Um, let me be free. Yeah. Continue. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let me interject with this. I I agree. I agree with those statements, and I think that it. It's not wrong to go about it this way. What this what this reminds me of is is how you put Doctor Doom in a Fantastic Four movie, but you don't give him really a true Doctor Doom backstory, or you don't get like you don't give him the character that he's due. Because Black Adam is is a big character. He's not just a villain. You know, he is he is an anti hero. Um, he can't exist on his own uh, without Shazam. Um, he is probably more preferable to Shazam than a lot of, you know, to a lot of fans because he's not a kid. Um, he's darker, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, <clears throat> I want this movie to happen, but at the same time, it's like, are you going to do it right? <laughs> are you going to treat this the correct way? I, you know, 
We well, from what they, you know, what they're saying is, uh, you know, we got the latest script um, from Adam Stitzkiel. I don't know who that is, but we're doing some revisions on it. We're excited about it. Very excited. I'm telling you, man, as a comic book fan, when this thing comes out, it's going to be amazing. Everything that you want Black Adam to do, he's going to do it. Um, Adam Stitzkiel wrote, oh, Elvin and the Chipmunks, Due Date, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay. Well, okay. You know, not to say that if you're a comedy or even a children's writer that you can't do projects like this. Um, I, I I can't say that. But his previous movies don't give me any like, oh wow, <laughs> like this is gonna be great. Um, anyway, I uh, <laughs> the the only thing with this that again gives me pause amongst. The, everything that DC says or does gives me pause is like, this isn't a new project. It's not like they announced Shazam years ago and they announced black Adam being as part of Shazam years ago. And then they announced that it would have its own solo movie years ago. So the fact that we're just now so deep into the script revisions, it's like what happened four years ago, you know, like where's your, Where's your Flash movie? Where's your Man of Steel 2? You hate Superman. You hate your most iconic character outside of Batman, who you throw in everything. Wouldn't right. be surprised if Batman shows up in every one of these effing projects. He did, the, he did in the animated movies for a long he, time. He does. What do you mean for a long time? He just did. Oh, yeah. He still is. <laughs> yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh, wait, wait. Batman's in there. Here's this. So here's Just the, dark, sure. Let's throw that guy in there. But that's what I'm saying. Like Batman can be in everything because he has to be. Then all of a sudden he's not even hardly to mention the CW shows. Like that's there you go. I mean, <laughs> you they're need just, Batman. Just, just, not. just all over the place. Or you just need you just need um, Stephen Amell doing the salmon ladder. That sells enough for people, right? Jesus. I mean, taking this information as it is without any context. Around it, I would be excited to hear these comments. Yeah, yeah. If you had the Rock come out and say them, yeah, which he did on, the, on the DC Daily. Come on, come oh, on. on the DC Daily. Yeah, you know, and, and I go back to that quote from Joe Manganiello, who says, "We know things. DC has a plan. They tell us things far in advance, and we know what's going on. But the news gets it wrong most of the time, I and mean, we can't say things to the news." I give a little well, bit of hope well, into that. I, I do too, but it's I don't know. I think it's all it's all lip service. They, they it's like we say they throw everything in a damn blender and then they put their hand in the blender with it's still on and they pull it what's like left of their hand and whatever they're trying to pull out of it. Come on. That's it. Um come on. <laughs> Moving on to Aquaman territory. Um, yep. It does have a book coming out. Um, it's going to be a prequel for Aquaman. It's called Aquaman Undertow. Oh, hey. About- Can't you just read the comics? I'm sorry. Just- yeah. I know. <laughs> Some people like to read books. I don't. You know, I can't play them for that. I can't but, even. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, I mean, there's still plenty of backstory out there. When when people ask me, you know, I don't even know where to get into comics. There's already yeah. 500 issues. Like, 
then sometimes I have to go, well, this is the way to do it. Um, so the book takes place when Arthur is 13 years old. I don't care. It's yeah. not a book for us. Yawn. But it's coming out. You can check that out. Is it, um, tell, for, does it tell about his surfing exploits? I think it does. Is it like, what is that movie we used to watch in middle school um, in Mr. Moore's class? Remember that? About the surfing? Remember that it was like the documentary about surfers? Man. Endless Summer? Endless Summer. Was it Mr. Moore? I think so. I know I love that movie. Maybe it's well. Endless Summer 3. 3D. Starring Aquaman. That's it. Um, also in Aquaman news, there has been some test screenings out. Uh, people, honestly, no one's given it really good praise. One uh, person came uh, out. Uh, yep. Uh, that's, I've heard that it's good, but not great. That's, that's the overarching theme of this, that just go into it thinking it's going to be okay, but don't expect great things. Yeah. So pretty much the... It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's it exists. Um, <laughs> you know, someone wrote it's MCU one hundred and one, and what that means is you get your little origin story, you get a stupid villain that nobody cares about, and you get the hero fighting that villain, and like that. See, that's no, no real depth or anything. Fuck that. Fuck that noise about like if you're not if you're not treating your DC villains the right way, you're doing your movies wrong in the first place. Okay. Because that's DC is about both sides. So if you're going to treat it like Marvel and you're going to have shitty villains, just stop right now. Because if you're going to, if you can't treat Black Manta correctly, if you can't treat Ocean Master correctly, and you're going to go into like a Spider Man 3 situation, don't do that to me because I'm going to punch everybody in the face. It's like, come on. Like, have some respect for your characters before you go into this instead of treating it like a, a smorgasbord of. Bullshit. I don't, I don't want to hear that they're forgettable villains because that's just going to piss me off. That that well, pisses me off already. I mean, I would like to be pissed off, but I also haven't had any DC villain outside of maybe Zod that I gave a shit about. So honestly, oh, I, I just think- pisses me off because it's par for the course. Right, because they're trying to do the same damn thing that Marvel did. They just don't care. They just want to put everything into their front running character instead of doing it heart like a harmony. It's just. Whatever, whatever. Well, it took, granted, it took Marvel a long time to get to war, uh, Killmonger. Loki was its only good villain, really. The right. only one I can remember. Yeah, but it was from the beginning almost, too, though. No, but okay, so you got one out of your 17, 18 films, maybe two. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man. Iron Man 1. I love Jeff Bridges. I'm just going to say, you didn't like, like Iron whatever, Monger, whatever his name is in that movie. Horrible, horrible. It's still, it's like <laughs> Justin and Hammer. What's his name? Uh, Hammer's fine, but not the real villain, you know, Whiplash, which was horrible. That was horrible. Don't even remember Guy Pierce's role in Iron Man 3. You know, right. so like, I just really. That's what I'm saying. They don't do it good either. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't, you don't have to do the Marvel, the copy thing. That's what they tried to do with Justice League and they failed epically. You know, it's like you had you had this idea. You should have just stuck with it and then ended your movie verse. You should have just let the Je- the Zack Snyder cut come out for Justice League. Like this James Wan thing is fine if I'm they do it. The Zack Snyder cut. What difference does that make? 
what would just you should have let you should have just finished it out instead of doing a one eighty in the middle of your productions, saying really? oh, because they went when you watch Justice League, it has two different tones because they said oh this isn't working, let's do this and throw this in. You know what I mean? It's too much of this already with 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 DC. It seems like they have this starting point after Justice League. Yes, Aquaman's in that gray area of where this may exist. Um, Woman, Wonder Woman exists way above like this this gray area. But I, I, I don't know. It's it, this movie. This movie. They just should just say it sucks. I'm, we're sorry. We'll do better next time because I hope it's not. I hope it's not messy. I mean, they've been saying that for a long time. I know. They just they're just prepping people. That trailer was the most honest trailer I've ever seen outside of honest trailers. <laughs> um and then to add on a end on a high note here. Uh <laughs> Constantine, the animated um series or animated movie. So you know like the Vixen shorts? They're gonna put on the CW? CW? Yeah, they're gonna put they're gonna put them all together all the Constantine ones together as a special. Which they are already doing, so I guess before the Blu-ray release? Or around it. Um, okay. Who knows? I want to watch it. I don't have the time to plug my computer into my TV and watch the seed, so I haven't even finished last season's CW shows. Hey, I, mean, I, just, I was just going to buy the Blu-ray anyway, so... Right. <laughs> right. Or you can wait for it to be on DC's, DC Universe. Is it? Everything's Will it? Probably, Ben. Okay. Probably. Oh, if it's they not, said, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know if any CW stuff. In fact, I doubt it because they have announced it. I don't think anything CW will be on that streaming service. I I would think that maybe they would do it to compete with Netflix. Why would they want people to buy Netflix for their CW shows instead of just because buying- Netflix did that deal now? And I, I bet you that deal holds up. That they both can't have it. They own their own property, but they can't have it on Netflix Correct. and DC Uner. Maybe I highly doubt it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe the seed will be able to go over. Yeah, that, but I I don't think we'll be seeing that stuff until this Netflix contract ends. And and the streaming end. service is a success. You got two <laughs> things you got to deal with. Yeah, and by that time, the CW verse will be over. I hope. They probably but like, who knows? You're just introducing Batwoman. Yeah. We just started Black Lightning. Who knows what's going on? Well, I'm, anyway, just, I'm not saying soon. <laughs> saying that oh, con- yeah, that contract is probably, probably forever. It's written in but, blood. Could be. Um, but we're going to go to a commercial real quick. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Chris, and I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. 
We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Tegan? Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All right, we are back after those commercials, and let's get into everything else. Starting off with Disney's streaming service is going to be called Disney Play. Uh, Bob Iger uh, came out and, and dropped this bomb, as well as saying that the price point will be lower than Netflix's lowest tier. They know that they do not have anywhere near the content that Netflix has, and they know they can't charge as much as Netflix. Um, that price will not stay that price, and I bet you there will be uh, different tiers, kind of like Netflix as far as quality goes and maybe sharing and all that kind of stuff, but it will at least start off, which I'm guessing will be seven ninety nine. Because um, I think Netflix's lowest tier is nine ninety nine, and DC's doing seven ninety nine, so I think that's what it will be. What do you think? You know, it's good. Uh, this this rem- this reminds me back in the day when when there was that Disney VHS club, and that would cost you your firstborn child. Uh, they still have that. I know. My sister's part of it. Yeah. It's you know, and I'm sure it's a lot cheaper now um, than it yeah. used to. But it's, it's it's incredibly expensive, and Disney like you know loves to hold themselves up on a pedestal about how much they can charge for their their movies that they you know stole the ideas from other people anyhow and just animated them. I mean, they do. I love Disney movies. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, okay, um, they're not original. So yeah, if it, if this if all these streaming services can somehow bring down the price of Netflix by a dollar or two, which it won't, you know, but if it did, I'd be happy just in the competitive market. I have said it before and I'll say it again. Netflix deserves all the money. They do. They do. Because now they're making the money. So they, but my price when I've been a Netflix member since the beginning, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's natural for prices to raise. I get that. I get that. How much do you pay for Netflix? 15 a month? 10? Yeah, I don't pay for it. Okay, so I mean that's nothing. It, it is when it's gone up a, th- a third in the last two years. I don't. Yeah, I know that the content's gone up, but exactly. But I will. Saying, I will pay. I will, for to to get rid of cable. Yeah, I'll pay twenty dollars a month for Netflix and not think anything of it because I'm getting all the Marvel shows, all these movies, all these other random queer eye like all the shows that I watch on there. Like. Yeah. No, I get, I get you. Any time, I get See, you. But I want to pay twenty bucks. So don't even fucking say that because then it's going to go to nineteen ninety nine next week, and I'm going to be blaming you. I'm um, going to say say it like this again. Instead of going to going to the movies one time, seeing one movie yep. is the cost of having Netflix for a month for thirty yep. days for one person in California. I know, I know it's worth it. 
I know it's worth it, but yeah. So you just don't just stop. But stop raising it all. Like no. stop raising the price. Go go as high as you don't need. You don't need to raise the price when you get more and more people watching it. It's like you guys can't see me. I'm shrugging my shoulders. Anywho, Disney's play. We'll buy it. Whatever the cost is for right now. Um, moving on, TV news. Uh, Big Bang Theory will be ending after 12 seasons. People watch this show apparently still, and it's ending. Good. Stop. Stop confusing people about geek culture. <laughs> stop, I, stop making people pretend that they that they're geeks, you know, and and that they just because they wear a Green Lantern shirt that they must be a Green Lantern fan. Well, it's a Warner, Warner Brothers. Not, I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I get it. I'm just I'm just being an asshole about it. Yeah, because I don't um, I don't give a shit either way. I watched that show for like a season and said, you know what, this isn't for me. I think I watched it for a good five seasons. I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I don't like the show. I just, yeah, it's just these shows. Here's it's too long. It's cut, cut the cord sometimes. Um, speaking of things that people probably want the cord cut it on, there's going to be a sequel to the Netflix death note film. Um, I'll be honest with you. I loved that movie. I did not watch the anime. So, I thought, uh, you know, I like Adam Wingard. Um, I actually like everything that Adam Wingard has done so far, good or bad. But, you know, even his Blair Witch, like, you can complain about it, but it wasn't the worst thing that I've ever seen. So I thought he did a really good job of this. And um, will he come back? I don't know. He's, you know, turned deep into Godzilla versus King Kong. So I will see about as far as director goes, but... What do you think? Did you watch this? Did you watch the first one? I can't remember. No, I started the anime about a month ago. So once I'm done with that, I'll watch and then I'll let you know exactly Okay. how I feel. Or just watch it now and then don't worry about it so that you or don't I'll just ruin it. Or I'll just not watch the movie at all and I'll just watch the anime and be happy. So. Either one. Yeah. Um, do you want to take this one? Because I just don't. Either. Not really. I mean... All right, let's go. They're going to remake Bewitch. <laughs> it's by the Blackish creator, Kenya Barris. I watch Blackish. I like Blackish. I think it's funny. Do I care about a Bewitched reboot? No. Do I care about Sabrina on Netflix? Yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, really, like, again, in response to Netflix, we don't really even watch network television. I watch The Goldbergs. And, like, that's it. I really don't want... I'm sorry, the CW shows, but, like, things on ABC, CBS, NBC, it's been a very long time. Parks and Rec, when that ended, and then now the Goldbergs, and, like, those are are my network shows. Let's put it this way. CBS All Access is... is, took that step with with Star Trek, right? And so it's it's already... It's already... This this downhill falling into... Should we be doing our shows on a streaming service or should we be putting it on TV? I turned off my, my PlayStation View months ago and I don't even I don't even feel bad. I don't I don't even think about it anymore. You know what I mean? It's like why would I want to pay fifty dollars a month for nothing unless it's like basketball season? Or should I get these streaming things and pay, you know, here and there and get the content I want? The content I deserve, Casey. Well, that's the thing. It's like 
people are paying sixty to a hundred dollars for cable service when they probably watch an eighth of what's actually being created. Yeah. And for me, I'll pay fifty to a hundred dollars. I know it seems insane, but I would pay money for what I want to watch. Everyone wants an a la carte. So like, okay, I wouldn't pay a hundred, but I'm going to end up paying 15 to Netflix, eight to, to DC, eight again to uh, Disney. And, you know, I don't need the CW because there's one wait show right Star now. Star Wars comes out. Well, that's all on, that's on DC still, or on Disney still. That's going to be, it's not going to be its own service? That'll oh, be on, no. Okay. Disney is, is okay. Marvel... Okay. And, and and the thing is now that's it for for that. And no, no, no. Can't no, 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 no. You finish in a second. But I'm let me react to what you're saying is that if they put this all under one umbrella and they charge that price, that's not competitive with Netflix. I mean, no. not an overall thing, but that I mean, no. that's a lot of cool shit because that's no original content. That's why I don't give a fuck. That's that's yes, you do. Yes, you do though. because Netflix has original shows that we all tune into whereas okay i've seen lion king a thousand times great what what's next what's new nothing that's not what i'm saying i mean it's like the same thing like netflix has all these old movies you can watch them if you want but when it comes to new original programming with star wars with marvel all that stuff that makes it worth it alone right there but they don't have it yet that's that's the whole point right you can't charge Anything more than $8 yet right. because they do not have the original content. The I'm Star Wars show I'm by John Favreau will be right. the first thing. But like, we don't know what they're going to end up doing with Marvel. Um, we don't know what they're going to do with Avatar, Predator, Alien. You know what I mean? All the things that they're taking from Fox. Right. I think terminator i can't remember like they're getting like so many you know they own indiana jones like they own so much stuff that eventually potential two to five years yeah we might end up getting a a a large supply of of original content but right now they just we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff that we already have seen before because they haven't announced anything outside of the clone wars and the star wars show those are things that we know we have no announcements from marvel side of things and um, so we don't we don't know what else is going to happen, but yeah. Anywho, moving on. Uh, da, 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 movie news: John Hamm and Ed Harris are joining Top Gun Maverick, which is the official title of the Top Gun sequel. Good casting. Yeah, why Ed Harris belongs in almost every military movie. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah i mean i love tom cruise movies and um i'm excited to see this sequel so i whatever bring on whoever you want to put in there i'm i'm happy good stuff um big trouble in little china which is going to star the rock um it was originally touted as a reboot which made me groan but now they're saying it's actually going to be a sequel so they in in the writers came out and directly said no one else can play Jack Burton but um, Kurt Russell and this is those things happened but the universe in which all that crazy stuff exists is a bigger universe which I always thought so if you watched have you watched that movie recently 
Not with maybe within the last year. Yeah, like watch it because I watched it again. I think it was last year, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is an amazing movie!" Which yeah. I guess I never really gave it as much credit for. But this is a world. Like yeah. in the eighties, they did a really they did a much better job at creating worlds within movies, which is why I think Valerian is in some ways better than the latest Star Wars because it feels like a lived-in giant world in this two-and-a-half-hour movie. So, you know, Big Trouble in Little China has a lot of room. There's a lot of supernatural stuff in there. Like, how does some other person just deal with it? Let's see. In The Rock, biggest movie star of all time, let's see what he does. I'm excited. Yeah. Could be a franchise. This is a, it's a lot, it sounds a lot better than the original thing, and it sounds a lot more fun. So, whatever. <laughs> it's like what they did with Jumanji. It's like, hey, this exists. We're not redoing Jumanji. We're not. We're not gonna like. We're gonna even bring up Rob Williams' character. You know. So it's. It's they did a good to, job with that movie too. The yeah. way to, yeah, I love that movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it's just it's the way to do things instead of trying to put your own your own mark on it or trying to like make your own legacy within within a reboot. So thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I think they're starting to get the idea that people don't care about reboots as much. Um, though we are going to talk about a reboot. Uh, <laughs> the, the haunting of Hill house um, is coming to Netflix this October, probably the same day as Sabrina and Castlevania. Those are all October 26th and they're all right before Halloween. So probably they didn't announce the date yet or a trailer, but um, it's directed by Mike Flanagan, who did Gerald's Game for them, and he also did Oculus, which are two good horror thriller movies. Um, the Haunting of Hill House is better known as The Haunting. It did get a movie back in the William Castle days in the 50s, and then it also got a reboot in, I guess, the early 2000s with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson and uh, when they started doing all those ghost house William Castle movies. Um this is actually the worst one, I thought. I thought Ghost Ship was better, but I have faith in Mike Flanagan. I think he's a really capable director. Um, and I think, you know, it also has, what's her name in it, who I absolutely love, um, who is in Gerald's Game. And she's in Watchmen. Carla Giugino. Ugh, love her. Yeah. So that's coming up. Cool. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, and then in the one of the one of the worst things I've ever read this week, uh, Child's Play is getting a, a reboot. And first of all, let me just say this: it's effing weird that Child's Play is even getting a reboot when the the when there's a show coming out and there's movies continuously coming out from the original creator Don Mancini with. Uh, what's his name? Brad, um, Brad Dourif, you know, doing the voice, and Jennifer Tilly's back, and Alex Vincent, Vincent is back. It's it's it is stupid. It is. I'll drop my f bomb. It's fucking dumb. So to have a child's play reboot where a defective buddy doll whose programming code was hacked so that it has no limitations to learning and also violence. I'm sorry. If you hack to Teddy Ruxpin, it doesn't start killing people. That's I would dumb. watch that. I would watch that movie. I mean, this is the same thing. 
It's it, uh, no, it's not because this is a child's play reboot that's based about fucking summoning demons, like your soul into a doll because you know witchcraft, and it's actually a good established storyline. So now you got to go and change it to some kind of crappy <laughs> hacking thing. I ah, what the heck? This is people who don't know the franchise. They don't get it. And they don't have respect for it. And it's a money grab. Like, it's clearly going on. Child's Play is going on. It's still happening. It's just, it makes no sense to me. Um, But we got to move on because we're pressed for time. All right. Tell me about the next one. A little video game news. uh, The latest expansion for Neverwinter, the D&D MMO, has been released. It's called Ravenloft. Uh, It's a lot of fun. If you like, I really was wondering why there wasn't enough undead, and there's a lot of undead in the game, but vampires, whatnot. Uh, there's a new mechanic of day and night in this one, so there's you can only do missions at a certain time. So, solid game, solid free game for you guys out there. Um, I was never really into MMOs, and then I started playing this, and I, I can't stop. So, uh, check it out. Check it out. Feed your addiction, people. Right. Um, yeah, purple tunnel you addiction. You've introduced me to the game, and I I got sucked into it for a good night, and I had to wean myself off because I'm ready for Spider Man is coming out very soon in a couple. Actually, I think it comes out on the seventh. I think it comes out the same day as Iron Fist um, on Netflix. So, and I'll be in California. Um, so, yay! <laughs> but it will be at my house waiting for me when I return right um you just made me remind myself that i need to pause my mail anywho uh (laughs) let me go on to the next topic that you know i am excited to play neverwinter it was a very fun game actually you take this next one please sure star wars news we have two casting announcements from this past week uh the first one dominic uh monaghan from lost and lord of the rings and all that great stuff you all everybody Exactly. Charlie, right? Yeah. You don't know Charlie and and it, <laughs> and that song and you didn't watch Lost. I don't I'm not sure if you're even human. Um so also today it was announced that Matt Smith has also joined the cast of episode nine. So they're bringing in a lot of talent for this movie. Um whether or not they're real faces of the movie, or they're just an alien. Um we had all we had tons of, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, not behind the scenes, but secret cameos in the last movie, the last two movies, all the movies so far. Who doesn't want to be in a Star Wars movie? Uh, young women. <laughs> hence, hence, why, hence why both these casting announcements are males. Uh, so, in the future, Star well, Wars, all Star Wars, all Star Wars characters will be played by males. No. Um, and it's it's fine. We'll just get some really sexy males to play the female parts. We did and they'll get, get harassed as well. Did we? <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say the same thing that I said to our Star Wars group, which is I don't care uh, about the casting. I thought about it, and I, ultimately I just don't care. Because Star Wars has never been about the names, ever. I mean, it was cool to see Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. That was great. Christopher Lee and, and, and Ewan McGregor. But, like, it's it's really about the characters, Whatever they do with these characters is what's up. I love Benicio Del Toro as an actor. I absolutely hated him 
in The Last Jedi. I hated that they gave him a stutter when the dude can't talk anyway. And then, um, what's her name? Laura Dern as Haldo. Again, fantastic actress, but I like the character in the book more. So it's it doesn't matter what the big names they do. Give me a good story. That's what I care about. You know, so we'll see. And again, they could be stormtroopers. I mean, they said that Matt Smith has a significant part or a big part or something. Um, great, cool. What happens to Ray? <laughs> like, don't tell me about new characters and how pivotal their role is when they die in this next movie or they never continue again because the saga films are done. So I, I just don't care. <laughs> I hate to be like that because you know I love Star Wars, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Yeah, ultimately it just is it all connected really i or do they know what they're doing i i don't know anymore i think jj is jj jj's got this one um we can only hope we can. all right let's move on to the pursuit of plastic all right chris take us through the pursuit of plastic this week man all right guys so we know that John Wick 3 is coming out soon, and we're all very, very excited for another. Oh, we did see that picture. We didn't pro- talk about it, but we did see that picture of him riding on that. It's on our social media, people, if you want to see it. It's, uh, it's epic. Anytime, <laughs> somebody, anytime somebody's riding a horse in a movie or a comic or anything, it's just, and it's in that, it's in like, a, 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 it's not in the Wild West. It's not in the country. It's in a city. <laughs> Just, True lies, people. That's right. That's right. Dark Knight Returns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All that great stuff. Um, so a bunch of different companies are making John Wick figures, and we finally got a look at the Mafex one, and it comes with a dog accessory. And I said, I shot it out there on uh, social media um, about the fact, like, hey, other companies, you're, char- you're charging this kind of money. You put out this product, <clears throat> specifically Mezco, uh, that has shown only a couple weapons with John Wick. Like, guys, if you're going to put out these collector figures, give us the full ensemble of stuff that goes with them. Like, make it worth it. This isn't this isn't like '90s toy biz where you give them like a plastic gun. We're good with it. All right. Well, like, '90s toy biz came with bases and a motorcycle for blades. So I'm talking, I'm talking, I, would, I would take the '90s toy biz version. I'm, I'm sorry, not Marvel Legends. I'm talking about the four-inch figures. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Five-inch figures. Like this isn't this isn't toy collecting 101. This is this is this is advanced class, but buddy, <laughs> we want what we deserve when it comes to toys. Like Mesco, you want to keep raising your prices into the hundred-dollar range? Then you got to start treating it like hot toys. Sorry, because I can go buy. That bloodshot for one hundred eighty nine dollars. It's twelve inches. Comes with a bunch of cool shit. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't start cheaping out now, people. It's it's you got. This is the call to collector market for a reason. Agree. Agree. That's it. Anything you want to say about that? I want a John Wick figure, but I'm not sure which one to get yet. I like the Mezco one. I like this one a little bit more. I like that it's a little bit more anime style, um, which, you know, using gun kata <laughs> and like just how over the top those movies are, it gives a little bit more of an anime feel. So I like that. Uh, I, I do like the soft goods on the Mezco, but, you know, to me, and I think we talked about it when we, that figure was announced, like 
it deserves to have that that Punisher pack of like hundreds of of guns and different weapons to use, and then charge a hundred dollars for it. Um, but anyway, uh, I'll check out the Mayfax one, a cheaper price point, and I I like the way that it looks, and it has a dog with it. Amen. So, yeah. Yeah. so <clears throat> next topic: the five-inch He-Man style figures are all the rave now these days. They're back in style. Super Seven's doing them. Funko's doing them. We just, you know, we saw those horror figures not too long ago that were put into this stylized version. But now um, we're getting Thundercats figures from uh, in the Savage World uh, line. So now you can actually have the true crossover. Of that you've always wanted between the Thundercats and the Masters of the Universe, um, if you so you know, so it'd be that you go out and buy all these figures now at their uh, twenty dollars price point. So I think they're not. I think they're like twelve ninety nine actually. The Funko ones are, but yeah. the um, the Super Seven ones are twenty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, these are cool. You know, the horror ones to me were a little too weird. Like, I like Super or uh, He Man figures. Like, I like the old ones from the '80s. I like the way that they look, but I because it's larger than life and it's a comic book and it makes yeah. sense. And just I I couldn't wrap my head around a huge chiseled chest and then a tiny Freddy head on top of it. I just I I didn't really like them. And I said at that time, I remember I was talking to Sevage from. Uh, Gourmet Scum Radio, and I was like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool if they did it, like, in a a Thundercats sort of way, because that makes sense. Oh, there they go. <laughs> so, you know, I'm excited to see these. I, I think they look great. The, you know, sculpting is really spot on. Um, so I I would probably pick up at least Lionel, you know, for sure. It's just, as I always say, I mean, they had that great collector club going for the Four Horsemen six inch ones in Mattel, and then mm-hmm. Maddie Collector went under whatever. They never, they never continued it. So yeah, I don't, I don't care because it's same thing like with Super Seven doing the the five inch ones. I don't care. At least, at least Super Seven's doing the filmation and they're doing the classic still. But like, why, why is it, it has to be so disruptive? Like we hardly we didn't get the full core team in the Thunder Thundercats classics, so like now we're gonna do go and do this. So I know it's a different thing, but it's just it's it's kind of all over the place when it comes to Thundercat toys these days. No consistency. No. But still like the style personally. Yeah, I don't get a tiger, I don't get a chitara, whatever. Come on. Come on, people. I don't get a snarf. This is a serious one. Snarf snarf. So, oh my gosh. no, no, no. I mean, in in the in the classics, like the the real version, yeah. not the yeah. not the, not these savage shit savage worlds. Speaking of taking the savage shit, um, just joking. Why is why is Feo Schwartz coming back to New York City? Have they been bought know. out by another company? I don't know. It's it, and they're going right back to Manhattan. Um, they're hiring, huh? Same spot. By Central Park. No, 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 because they can't afford it. Um, And that spot's probably taken, but they're hiring people who have more of a theatrical background instead of a retail background. They're trying to make it like a, like a show. So you walk in and you're entertained and you want to stay there. You want to jump on the giant 
uh, piano, like in big, and you just really want to enjoy yourself and stay there and feel that, you know, that love of, of toys. Um, so, you know, if you are into giant teddy bears and giant pianos and, and educational toys, then by all means head to this new FAA Schwartz, which should be open in time for Christmas this year. So, I mean, not to say that FAA Schwartz didn't have its regular toy aisles either. Cause I liked, I liked that store. It's, it was definitely different. Um, so, but they were definitely overpriced and, but they did have a lot of cool collector stuff too. So they had different things than, than what Toys R Us was carrying instead of it's like main, here's, here's your cookie cutter toy store. What Toys R Us was doing. your Schwartz did do a little bit more of that outlier, like specialized toys, but they also did carry, some cool shit too. So I'm not going to, I won't say that I'm not excited for a toy store to return. I just, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just not as exciting as Katie coming back. Right. If that's even a real thing. So if it's a real thing, I, I think, I think FAO Schwartz embodies just kind of like what I said. And I think that's what they're going for. It's just that idea of visiting that toy store and getting that feeling of playing like tactile. You know what I mean? You don't often get to do that in the Toys R Us. You don't get to play with the toys. You see them. So I think um, I think we'll see how it let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's right. it. That's where, it. Where where can you find us? Like our personal addresses? No. Not, not giving no. that out. Okay. We're on the uh, the interwebs. <laughs> the interwebs at don't forget a towel.com your daily source for all things geekly uh, mm-hmm. we are all over the social media so check us out on instagram twitter and the facebook's awesome awesome and um yeah you know thank you guys for tuning in to another episode episode 102 and uh if you have any questions for our not live live show, when Chris and I get together next week, send them over on any forms of social media or don't forget to towel one at gmail.com, whatever that may be, the Facebook page. We will answer the questions on air, talk about Predators, Aliens, Marvel, DC, Valiant, whatever. We are there to talk to you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Go read your comments. This is Casey saying bye. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.